Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Worldwide, and this is your main event of the evening with the 60-minute title, man. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. With my tag team partner today, the one and only Jason Scott. How are you doing, sir? Glad to be back, brother. And for the third time, he's back on. He's one of our favorites here. About to come back from an injury that he's told us about. Last time he was on, this is Mr. Garrison Creed. How you doing, sir? It's working. The hinge joints, you know, repaired and back together again. Now, your when is your return date? Uh, officially, my return is October 9th for Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Yeah, didn't you give it a little workout the other weekend? I've been popping in places here and there to kind of test out the body, see how it goes. I mean, you know, before a repair shop lets a car go back to the owner, I mean, somebody's got to test drive it to make sure what they did makes it work, right? Yeah, true. I got to make sure this old 1984 chassis of mine is rip and ready to go when I get back in the ring. Now, when you come back, you're going to be more on the NWA side or OVW side or equal or... I'm still operating locations worldwide. And so somebody nails me down with a contract with some big money. I, I'm open for contracts anywhere. I'm open to hits. I'm open to work. I'm open to punch people in the face. I just want to do what I want to do. And it just happens to be very hard. Describe to us what your rehab was, was like. A lot of work in the thumbs. Um, so I had a full-blown tendon tear in my uh, bicep. And uh, they, they had to go on in and re-anchor that down on my forearm, um, which meant uh, nothing, that no rehab at all. Like I went on in, they massaged the scar tissue out of my forearm, but I wasn't allowed to put any pressure on that tendon until it, it, it securely healed and filled up. Um, so really all it was doing was uh, just walking, doing some like, light jogging, uh, trying to keep my cardio up, uh, I had to reduce my diet a ton because I wasn't doing nearly as much activity as I was before. Uh, so I was really, I was down to counting calories and something like that, things I don't like to do. Yeah. And, and sitting on my ass, really, because uh, I, I what, what can you do? My, my, my arm, I couldn't lift anything. I mean, I had a no weight restriction at all. Like I couldn't lift anything. Um, so I, I was just stuck at home, just killing time waiting um and then just probably about maybe about a month five weeks ago i, I started testing you know small little weights uh, um, uh, uh, using bands and stuff like that to do resistance workouts uh just trying to get a little bit of uh, work back into it to to get it back up to speed and where it's at right now right now it's feeling great it's good to go um yeah I mean, it will keep it a little hush, but I may have showed up in a couple of places or two and uh, tested it out. And the, the, the upper wheel is working fine. It's great. It feels great. I mean, I still got a little bit of soreness and all that, but that's just because the meat's growing back. And I, I'm, I'm feeling great, and I'm and ready to go get back in the ring and do what I do. Remind us how you got that injury in the first place. It was just like a simple maneuver, wasn't it? That clothesline over the top rope in a battle royal rope caught my arm and I got torqued in a weird uh, a weird direction and just like rubber band it popped that's still hey you, this is, Ouch. 
Yeah, that's like that's I, all you say. It's ouch. It's 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 on it's on OVW TV. Um, J- June 9th, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember the date exactly. Uh, was the end of May? Yeah, I remember watching that battle royal when you got eliminated. Yeah, and then, like I mean, you can see I was twisted up in a weird position, and like I, looking back at it, I didn't think I was that torqued out. And I did, and after I saw it back, I went, okay, I, there was no way I wasn't getting away from that without injury. Um, so I'm kind of glad that it didn't do more, like dislocate my elbow, pop my arm out, you know, something like that. You know, I'll take what it is. And, uh, you know, recovery sucks. Like, I'm not a guy that's, like, that likes to sit around and do nothing. I, I just, that's not in my nature. Um, but I'll take what it is, and I'm, I'm ready to go again. And October 7th, October 8th, right? October 9th. It's a 9th. Sunday. The Chicago Land Championship Wrestling up in Michigan City, Indiana. Jeez. Jason, why don't you correct me on that one? Uh. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so how is um, how's your uh, girlfriend doing? Uh, Stephanie is actually doing okay. great. Uh, she's right here. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hello, Stephanie. How you doing? Doing very well. circumstances. <laughs> the last time we talked to you, there was an incident mm-hmm. that just happened. Uh, can you give us an update of what's going on with that? Well, my shoulder is completely healed, and I have like full range of motion. I'm back at the gym doing all of his workouts, and I'm actually gonna. St- start getting back into wrestling training and being his valet. Yeah. That is awesome. And there's no, like, everything has pretty much died down with everything, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, for those that, are, that aren't uh, up to par on the whole story, um, back at the end of May, we were caught up in a drive-by shooting incident, a road rage incident. And uh, my car got shot up and uh, Stephanie here uh, took a nine mil round in the back. Um, and all it is is just a little scar. Just that little little divot right there. Um, but it's fully healed. Yeah. And I'm ready to go. That is awesome. I mean, most people wouldn't come back from that. I mean, Al Snow was even wondering, like, because she went to a tape study. This happened on a Monday afternoon. We went to do tape study on a Wednesday night. And Al Snow was beside himself wondering why she was there. That he would have milked that up for the next six, seven, eight months. I sit at home and took an application <laughs> instead of going to training the day after I get released from the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he gained a lot of respect for you for that. Yes. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's weird talking about it now, but yeah, I've definitely shown that I'm more bulletproof than people would think. One of my other co-hosts is popping up. I do not know what. Oh, it's Mad Max. Hey, Mad Max. The hardcore midget. <laughs> I don't there know. There he is. There, I don't know what he's do- up to. But anyways. So, so is this going to be like a package? Like he's taking a nap. 
it's gonna be a package deal for the both of you. Like you know, if you get uh, one together, or we're gonna try to do it as much as possible. Um, yeah. Uh, not not many places are I, like Steph was just gearing up to come on out of trading and start hitting the road and uh and make herself available for shows and such. Uh, so she heard the the demand for her and her character. It wasn't even there yet. It was just starting out, and then you know what little what little bit of smoke that she was making got put out right away um, because of the injury incident. And then I followed it up with getting injured too, which put us both out for for three months. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got a lot of uh, going back on out there, showing hey, we're still around. We're still you know going to do business. And make stuff happen. Um, so like I said, I've been, getting, I've been kind of getting back on the road and uh, talking with promoters and uh, other companies to get back out there. I've been reaching out to those that I've worked with. Uh, I am, I've been slowly filling up my schedule again, but I'm also reaching out to places I haven't been. Uh, that's the goal for that, uh, the rest of this year and into the next spring is to work in new places, to work more in the South Memphis area, uh, to get out more, to show them, hey, I'm not just an upper Midwest guy. I'm a national guy, uh, and I want to prove to everybody that I'm, and I can keep up with anybody I can in the ring with. Well, for the sounds of it, you're in good relations with um, Al Snow and OVW. He's not a bad platform to start from. Hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. Uh, they have a, uh, they've done an incredible job this last summer. Um, they they, sure. they did a, a huge tour that led off with a huge Seven, uh, which saw Al and Doug Basham back in the ring, and Adam Revolver, and Adam Revolver as well. Um, and they just uh, the the talent that they had there and the talent that they brought in for the summer. Uh, you got the you, women's champion on AEW. Yeah, I mean, you just saw everybody just grow uh, monumentally in just three months uh, with uh, the experience on with just the road travel and the TV experience. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting back in the ring with these guys uh, to show them, hey, you know, I, I haven't been just watching on the sidelines. I'm, I'm here to keep up with you guys and uh, maybe even test some of you guys because uh, a lot of them are still new. They're fresher than I am. Um, but, I mean, they're extremely awesome talents, and I'm looking forward to getting out there. Especially they just recently had three of them were just a part of a six-man tag, um, Ryan Von Rocket, Omar Amir, and Cashflow. On AEW yes. Dark. Yes. Oh yeah, they they even made their impact over at AEW and showed up. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, the thing that the first thing that we commented on is you see all these guys coming on AEW Dark and going on out there, and you know they're from the Indies, whatever shows they're working on. They're five foot seven, one hundred and sixty pounds, soaking wet. Wow. You know, Ryan Von Rock, Rocket, uh, Omar Amir, and Cat and Cashflow. Those are some big boys. Those are meaty boys. Uh, all of them well over 200 pounds, cash flow over 300. They looked the part and they stood out. They they just showed up and they showed out. That's got to be hard, though, being like a big name in OVW than going to AEW and job out. Hmm. You know, it's like, kind of like, I mean, it's TV time. Any TV time is better than none. That's true. It's also an art. I mean, you don't just. You're making the other guy look uh, a million bucks. I mean, if that guy is that guy's there, he's contracted, and you go on out there and you make him look even better than they already expect, they might be even looking at you to come on in there. Because if you can make that guy look good, you can make other guys look good, and then th thus make yourself look good. Mm -hmm. 
What's your relationship with NWA now that with your injury? Um, I, I feel like I'm pretty, uh, I'm good. Uh, they're expecting me out for their next TV tapings down in uh, Louisiana in November. Uh, I'm helping out. Um, I was there for this last one. Uh, no, 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 not the last one, the one before um, in Knoxville. Always ready. Uh, yeah, always ready. Uh, right, I mean, immediately after I tore my bicep, I hadn't even had surgery yet. Uh, so they're they're all aware that I was uh, injured. I've actually been talking with Matt Cardona uh, throughout uh, my rehab because he had the same injury. He's he's coming back. Right. Now. He's been having matches. Uh, we I mean, it was the same injury, just a different arm. Uh, and I've been kind of bouncing off what he's been doing and kind of you know, taking cues off of him on what I what I could do and see like that. And that I feel like that helped heal me all the time with that, and just kind of made me feel better. Because like I mean, as soon as the injury happened, I mean, you yeah, get, you, you get stuck in here. Yeah. You start thinking, you start getting that negative thoughts that you know the fans aren't going to remember you. Nobody's going to want to bring you back. You're all the, the, all the negative. Thoughts. Uh, so I just had to keep myself thinking positively. Which means Odin's and Mac. BCS six six six, Chris Silvio, you know guys like that help me keep me in good spirits. Uh, so I'm, um, you know, really looking forward to coming back working with some of these guys and uh, you know stepping back up to the plate and showing having been sitting on my ass and working myself back. I have some great things lined up uh, here in the short term, uh, as well as you know building myself back up to show uh, on that uh, national and international platform that. I, I am looking to be one of the next guys that you want want on your show. Uh, one in your organization. Um, I'm bound and determined to do it. So, should we expect you to be uh, one of the newest members of the Cardonas in November? <laughs> I'm <just> preparing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Hey, I'm a mercenary. It's you're right. There. I'm for hire. <laughs> you're, a, you're a hired gun. Hey. hey. We're not judging here. We are not judging here at all. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was going to say that it's talks about, you know, the like, I talked to Macadona like it's no big deal. Like he's his friend. And we're like, you know, Macadona? Wow. I think it's like a big, like, you know, Macadona. That's awesome, man. And you like, it's like no big deal. Like, yeah. Huh. I, 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 he actually put it down for me that, you know, like, because I, when his injury happened, you know, he was thinking the same thing, like, you know, they, they suck. But obviously, he's been down that road before with other things. He's had a much longer career. This is my first, you know, big injury in my career. Um, and hell, I don't even want to, I, I didn't, I was, I was having a whole bunch of momentum. I did not want to stop. Uh, I was even thinking about not going to surgery and just didn't have any use of my arm, so I couldn't really do that. With all the, uh, I don't know how should I say, bullshit going on AEW, would that make you think twice if AEW did call you up for an AEW dark show? Or, I mean, I think Ted DiBiase said it best. Everybody's got a price. If they're going to offer me something to come on in there and do a job, do a work, whatnot. Uh, it's an opportunity. It's still a, a TV platform. I probably couldn't work with them. Um, but when it comes to locker room etiquette, politics, all that sort of stuff, I'm going to be making sure I'm, I'm well taken care of before, you know, I, I'm not 
in any any way, shape, or form, have a target on my back of some sorts in that sort of sense. Like, I mean, I don't even want to touch that with a ten foot pole. What they're getting involved in—it's a lot of pointing fingers and name calling. Is what I think it is. It's a lot of BS. I shouldn't have squashed a long time ago when it started making the surface. Because now they're going two, three months of just shit talking each other. No, you should talk each other in the ring to make money. You don't should talk about each other to take money away from each other in the locker room, to take opportunities away from yourself in the locker room. And you sure as hell don't mess up the office. Like that's stuff that doesn't hate brother. That's stuff that you and me shouldn't have to even talk about. We want to talk about what's going on in the ring, looking forward to future matches and looking forward to business being done. And of course, all the backstage drama is starting to show in the performance. Exactly. It, it does not belong in the, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. It's real interesting when um, Vince McMahon retired, how much better WWE got. And that did. I mean, again, like, uh, again, we're all in the business, so we're paying attention to the business side of it. And uh, the few friends and stuff that I got over in WWE, like, it was night and day. Like, they're saying, like, you know, they were dreading even talking to their creative elements to see, you know, pitching ideas and now. And now they're actually coming to them and seeing what they can do. And you're seeing a couple of those elements coming on up. And you, uh, we've already been seeing uh, some of the talents coming back that were previously really said that Triple H had taken uh, a special consideration with, you know, that were in surprises when they were let go. Larry Cross, Braun Strowman, Dakota Kai. Just to name a few. And uh, just out of the blue, I mean, he's in charge for hours. Dakota Kai's back. Uh, I mean, another week, here's carrying cross back. I mean, we almost, I mean, hell, we were sitting at home just kind of cherry picking, you know, who's going to make their comeback. And sure, sure as hell, I mean, here comes Braun Strowman. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Actually, that one, that one did surprise me because he's been doing really good on independence. He's making bank. Yep. So they must have made some big money deal with him to bring him. It just seems to me, though, that you know how AEW like signed all this, these wrestlers and kind of overflooded the roster. If WWE is not careful, they could do the same thing. Like how, how much you bring back before? I, I don't think they're bringing them. They're not bringing them back in droves. He's being, he's being selective. Um, those, I mean, Dakota Kai was there for good Carrying Cross was a huge prospect on the Indies already before they brought him in. Um, Io Shirai is a huge uh, uh, international talent. Uh, Braun Strowman is a, a former Universal champion. Yeah. That, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. These were drawing power. These are solid investments from a business standpoint to bring these people back. Uh, so I don't think he's just going to pick everybody and kind of weed them out as they go. Uh, he's he's going to be very smart about thinking. Do you think social media is hurting professional wrestling? Absolutely. We just talked about why, mm-hmm. and without without even without even really addressing it, we just talked about why. We already know WWE; they only pay attention to social media for their ratings and their numbers. They don't pay attention to who said what. Yeah. AEW's, AEW's dirty laundry is aired everywhere. Yeah, it just kind of seems like you, it's like all spoil or, or you hear this rumor and it's like kind of ruins the pay-per-view. I don't think it does. I think it brings it up a little bit more. Like, 
Um, I mean, how many people uh, tuned in to Clash of the Castle because they wanted to see Bray Wyatt? Mm-hmm. He didn't show up, or did he? He did, right? Or or Braun Strowman being in England same weekend on a scooter? Yeah, on a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> like that just draws your attention to ooh. Is this actually going to happen? Yeah. Because I'm one of those, I'm not going to believe it until I actually see it. Yeah. And if you're just creating a hype, even if it's a yay or a no thing, oh, he's going to be there? Let's see. It, it, it's planned release. It's planned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like uh, with everything that happened with the, at the, the press conference with CM Punk, a lot of people are going to be tuning in on Wednesday to see the fallout of that. So, okay. you know. Right. Right. But Positive now, or negative, it's getting right. people talking. If you got guys like, if you got the Elite, you got Omega, you got uh, Paige, and you got CM Punk, who are not on TV on Wednesday, bad business. Yep. Yeah. Dynamite's numbers has been over a million viewers the past couple of weeks. And supposedly CM Punk's hurt now because of the scuffle? <laughs> Again? It's mean, one it's one thing to get hurt in the ring during a match on TV that's putting asses in seats, but now you got hurt off camera behind the scenes. Then now the dirt sheets and somebody else uh, they're reporting on it. It's not televised. It didn't make money. It didn't sell a goddamn ticket. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it was a like stage diving or into the crowd when he originally hurt himself. Now, yeah, but hey, you know what? Every one of those fans that caught him bought a ticket to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's the way. Okay. I don't think a reporter or a backstage producer, you know, paid a ticket to see CM Punk get hit in the face with a chair or a security guard. I mean, hell, I paid to see that though. <laughs> I mean, did I say that all out? <laughs> I take it you're not a CM Punk fan. I to each their own. Um, I'm I'm a fan of guys that actually look like they look like they can you know hold their own in a fight. And that, sorry, we even have video proof of, of, of CM Punk in fights professionally, and the, the guy can't. He don't do very well. <laughs> he, he, the minute that he went in there and got himself torn apart in his debut in UFC, he lost all legitimacy to me. I don't see him as an actual physical threat to anybody. Him as a champion in any place has got nothing. Like uh, it, it, he, he his uh, his reputation was killed when he left WWE, went to the UFC, and gone. I, he's not a believable character for me anymore. It's kind of like Jordan when he retired and then came back to basketball. The second time around wasn't as magical as the first time. No, but he still was able to school a lot of people. But he didn't win any championships. No, no, you're I mean, oh, you're talking about when he went to the Wizards. I know. Okay, I know what yeah. he's talking about. Brett Favre when he went to the Vikings. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it happens with age. It happens with age. It's it's it's, it's inevitable that we're going to lose a step. And even 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 with the the greats like Jordan and Favre, it just we get a little bit rested early. Yeah. And yeah, Jason. We talk about Brett Favre tonight. What about Brett Favre? 
I didn't even think I was going to be talking about him tonight. What's wrong with Brett Favre? Well, I mean, we just brought up Jordan. Well, I mean, Brett Favre, when he went to the Vikings, same thing. He didn't bring any championships. They thought he was. Yeah, but I think Jordan coming back was more magical for me. It should have been. Because they had the Bulls dynasty. No, yeah. I mean, like they said, Jordan Jordan coming back should have been magical, but it wasn't. And I mean, Brett Favre probably thought it was supposed to be magical when he returned to the Vikings. Uh, or no, the Jets first and then the Vikings. And I thought it was the Vikings and the Jets. It was Jets and Vikings, yeah. bring any championships to either one. Yeah, well, the, the Jets. No. Jets. <laughs> I, what can I say? I, it's like... Uh, it's like like a bad child you have. It's like, what do you want me to do? It's like, I tried everything. It's like, exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Jason? Well, just just from a fan's perspective, it's. I knew that bringing Punk back was going to be a it was going to get a lot of attention. It's brought in ratings, all the stuff that they wanted to do, but it just seems that all of the things that got him in trouble in WWE and made him fall out of favor with management there is starting to rear its ugly head. Um, all the things that people were warned about with him, it's, it's all coming to fruition and we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it probably more so than we ever would have if he was still in WWE. Does this make WWE right when it came to the divorce? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 really just one one's opinion, you know. Different people see it from different perspectives. Well, call the dirt cheese about this. Yeah, they might spin it right. They might spin it another way. Oh, when do they ever spin it right? They got to base their stuff off of something. It's like National Enquirer. <laughs> hey, that's good reading material. I didn't say anything. It doesn't have to be true. <laughs> Only when you're doing your business. That's all it is. That's... I wouldn't suggest but, you know, basing your business off of National Enquirer. <laughs> but, hey, I teach their own. If they want their entertainment, they can get it from whatever source they want. So if I, if I base my podcast off National Enquirer... I'm fucked. I don't know. No, I you get ready. I think the other podcasts base their stuff off the National Enquirer and do pretty good. Well, they just run with the bullshit. <laughs> I, I, uh, off the news is worse. Uh, yeah, we can get on. We can go on that for hours. <laughs> so, with five years from now, what do you see? Just you two, yourselves, not injured. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, let's knock on wood. Um, five years from now, I want to see myself working internationally. Um, I got my sights on England currently. Um, I got some things in, uh, rolling that might bring me over to uh, um, to East Asia. Um, I would love to go on up and hit, hit up Japan. That that Japan, Japanese wrestling in uh, the New Japan style used to intimidate the hell out of me. And just kind of the more that I get into this business and kind of develop my own style and the way that I operate in the ring, um, 
and the more that I kind of uh, absorb into the product, that's always what I call wrestling. It's like, what's the product that's going on out there? I keep getting drawn to this new Japan style, which is quite physical, uh, athletically extraordinary. And I keep getting drawn to it. I want to do more. I want to be more like that. And uh, now I'm just kind of like, that's in my own mind, that's becoming my next step. I want to see myself working DDT uh, or uh, Dragon Gate or New Japan. I want to see myself working over there and in that style and keeping up with their uh, uh, their workers or professional wrestlers over there. Uh, I want to go on over to England. I want to go work that old uh, wrestling style they got, that mat wrestling technique, which is just so uh, fluid and physical and articulate and artistic, um, while at the same time having a national presence here uh, in North America and Mexico. Um, I just have my sights set on the whole world. I, I want to get out of there and uh, I want to prove to everybody that, hey, yeah, uh, I'm legitimate. And speaking of New Japan style, your opponent for October 9th is Sunny Z. Uh, yeah, from internationally uh, renowned. Yeah, from um, he's actually from the the Chinese Kingdom. Uh, he's residing right now in Canada and has been working uh, in North America for the last year. And uh, my comeback opponent was supposed to be uh, Chicago's own Vic Capri, who's got quite the uh, the legacy uh, that he's built up. Uh, but because of recent injuries, he had to back out. And uh, they brought in uh, Sonny Zhao uh, for my for his replacement over at Chicago Men Championship Wrestling October 9th. That's what makes professional wrestling be so beautiful is when you go to different countries and you talk about this and see their styles. And I've been doing a fair amount of interviews with people from Slam Wrestling over in Hinsiki, uh, Finland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and just, you know, hearing wrestling from there and talks to people from Australia and just, just that's what makes wrestling beautiful just the different ways different we, styles we were just uh we were just talking uh, earlier this afternoon how i worked grant uh dingo dog from australia uh, a couple of years back uh and how unique of a situation that was uh, a lot of great learning experience as well to kind of uh to work uh, a different technique like some of the mannerisms some of the uh some of the footwork, some of the handwork is is different when you're working somebody that's got uh, a, a more a foothold in the international arena versus just a little old local area here. Do you believe international fans are more respectful than American fans? I think all the fans are special, uh, really. Um, I mean, I get it. I I I hold near and dear to my heart the, the local fans, the ones that have been there since Garrison Creed debuted. Uh, six and a half, seven years ago. Um, that just showed me uh, very early on that I'm fully capable of doing what I'm, I'm currently doing. Um, reaching out now and having um, having Japanese fans reach out to me and complimenting me on a YouTube video that they watched, and they were compelled to let me know that they, they very much enjoyed it. Uh, or having uh, a, a UK fan to make a, a very large donation to help us out with our bills uh, during our little uh, summer altercation here. Uh, yeah, just be, just because he he really enjoyed what I was doing, he'll never he'll probably never see me in a live event, but he enjoys watching me on OVW and other YouTube matches that he finds and looks up, and uh, just was compelled to help out. Uh, so I mean, at all different levels, I mean, the, the more the merrier. I just want to I, I want to have fans 
across the world and I want to I want to give them a product that gives that makes them proud to check on in and and see and inspire them and uh, to entertain them I, I just want to have the biggest reach that I can have which language do you dread the most when you travel all of them all of them I'm 80 percent deaf already English is hard enough <laughs> um, you don't know um, Japanese or what else is there? I'll point to signs. Okay. Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, Google Translate. I may have to end up doing that. <laughs> I will tell you this, uh, being stationed over in Europe for a few years, uh, I'm really glad that everything was color-coded so it was easy <laughs> to find my way around because I sure as heck couldn't read the signs. But but they, they found ways to make it easy for us uh, English-speaking people. I, I I feel you there, brother. I mean, I lived in South Korea for a year. I, I, <laughs> so did I. So did I. So where can people find you on social media? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just the way it's uh, just the way it sounds. Garrison Creed, G A R R I S A O N C R E E D. You can look up on YouTube. I got plenty of match videos on there. Uh, I also have a pro wrestling tees uh, site and I'm also on WrestleMerch. Uh, they just recently changed it from .uk to .com. It's still a UK based company. You can get your hoodies uh, and such there. You get all your t-shirts off of uh, pro wrestling tees. Uh, please like, follow, get all the updates and all that. Uh, I'm soon going to be starting kicking off being a little bit more active on there again and uh, letting everybody know where you can find this old soldier at and uh, you know, Look forward to watching me punch people in the face all over again. What about you, Stephanie? Mine is just my name right now. I don't have any uh, public profiles under Sylvia Faye yet, but those will come soon. Who should I put my money on winning the Super Bowl this year? I don't bother. I don't know. I'm a pro wrestling guy now. I haven't watched football. No, <laughs> You know, football, man, I can see you. I can see you wearing a jersey, you know. Going okay, wearing a jersey and hitting a guy that's carrying the ball as hard as I can is a different story. If somebody wants to, you know, pay me a little bit of money to go and do that, I'm fair game. As for watching it, I, I can't sit back and watch it anymore. I'm not, I got to be an active participant. <laughs> Who will want to get hit by you in general? What's that? Who will want to get hit by you in general? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> I got a question for both of you. Um, what is your favorite memory, or maybe it's a match, or just something you know, just something that happened while you were in the ring? What's your uh, favorite memory since being in the business? My favorite would actually be my debut match with uh, Renee Michelle and. Um, Two other locals against uh, Natalia Markova. And, oh, yeah. And like getting to learn from Renee and Michelle and uh, Natalia has been amazing. And then getting to see Natalia at NWA afterward has been, she's been so helpful through all of this. Uh, mine's probably a little bit more closer to her. Uh, I did a number of years back. A, uh, a show for pure pro wrestling up in Michigan 
And uh, the gimmick of the entire show was everybody that was on um, was a, a military combat veteran. So we all had to have um, you know, been uh, engaged in a, a war zone. Um, unknown to me was a great amount of my, uh, uh, the soldiers that I formerly worked with lived within like a five hour radius of where the show was at so they got together and showed up i uh um so when i came on out to, to for my match which was the opening match of the night uh against uh, a fellow combat veteran uh, tommy vendetta hell of a talent um i come on out and here's an entire front row of my former, uh, my former soldiers uh mates all, all right there i haven't seen them in years um but even uh, more importantly so was uh one of my old squad mates who the last time prior to this that I'd seen uh, was actually severely injured. Um, I knew he had survived. I talked to him a couple of times afterwards, but he wasn't, um, he was pretty messed up last I had seen him. And as I was making the corner around checking out the ring when I made my entrance, I saw him there uh, with his son and his son had also brought a friend. They were about seven to eight years old. And, uh, well, it's kind of hard being the bad guy in the match when you got that many people out there who, uh, who have seen you legit fight like the devil before uh, now coming on out to entertain them. Um, nonetheless, uh, uh, a dear friend of mine who was, uh, you know, life or, you know, life was, uh, uh, he killed, yeah, he could have lost his life that day very easily. And seeing him, I just busted out there right before my match. I had to wipe all the tears away. And now I got to go and do a match, assholes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that was probably probably the, the, the biggest moment um, that I've had in my career was seeing him. Yeah. And then uh, being able to catch up with them afterwards, you know, having the, the, the anxiety attack that I had afterwards because I was so happy to see him. Dude, that's just... Yeah, go out there and be a heel, tell them, to, tell them like, fuck you, to, you know, a bunch of soldiers. That, you oh, know. I still did everybody, everybody else. Okay. Just not these guys. These guys right here, no, no. these guys are cool. These guys are in my, the rest of you can go to hell. <laughs> okay, so they're all together, one section. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's definitely a section. Yeah, the, the hardest part about the match was uh, the, the one friend, like I said, um, uh, he had lost a leg. So during the match, I, I kept having to work my way towards that side of the ring to kick his prosthetic leg out because he kept throwing it back in. <laughs> hey, why did he use his leg? Why did it help? I didn't want to get disqualified. I was cheating enough as is. Oh, well, I'm just wanting to help. You know, brothers walk after each other. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I couldn't give you a hand, so I gave you a leg. <laughs> uh, what is the most bizarre object you've been hit with? Tile plates in Iraq. Tile plates? Tile plates, floor tiles. <laughs> floor tiles. Big old foot by foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those... From, an from an explosion? No, my, my, my soldiers underneath me were being dicks. <laughs> we were bored. They found a whole bunch of them in the, in the compound that we were staying in and thought it'd be funny. Hey, let's, uh, let's hit old sergeant upside the head with these things, break them off. Uh, push-ups. 
Jesus. Like I said, who would want to fuck with you? That's the question. Guys that either have no balls or no brains or some sort of combination of the two. Well, they got to have balls, but just no brains. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like if, if a fan ever jumped the rail line, because you always hear a story here and there about fans getting like overexcited, jump the railing, whatever. How would you take it, handle it? Depends on how they're coming on in. I mean, the, one, they're not allowed allowed in the ring. They're not allowed to do any of that stuff. If they're actually coming on in, you know, you know, balls of fury, you know, they come on in, fisticuffs are going. Well, sorry, this just ain't your day. Um, it's just not going to be a good day for them. Like it's it's gonna be either it's gonna be plain simple and brutal. I'm just gonna put them down, you know, fast and easy, and then throw them out. Like, would you like just hold them down there, or would you like fucking flip them over, and break their arm, and then hold them? Either knockout or choke out. You know, just the two. I mean, any, any, the same ways I would su- subdue. Uh, 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 yeah, like any anytime that we had, we took anybody in or anything, like they tried getting away. So I'm doing the same way. Um, it's just not that nice way, <laughs> if we could put it that way. Yes, your military background, you probably you could probably defend yourself quite easily. Military background plus, um, I mean, as as old boy knows very well, they don't exactly show you. Uh, a whole bunch of like ground, ground and fighting techniques, unless you actually go out and uh, uh, sign up for the classes and take the courses for them, which I have. There we go. Yeah. Level two, by the way. Level two. What level are you on, Jason? Survival. That's that's all I know. <laughs> defend myself hold the guy down until your buddy comes on by to knock him out (laughs) i like to uh i like i like to wrestle i'm a i'm a mat wrestler i like to choke him out well it's just like in, in basketball or hockey you need someone to give the assist to the score it's the best way to do it. I mean, they, the easiest way to win a one-on-one confrontation is to get a two-on-one situation. Jason, you have any other questions before we wrap it up? No, sir, folks. It's uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and uh, hope hope to see you at uh, one of the shows that I go to in the future. Hope or hopefully it's the NWA, or maybe I'll see you overseas. Or, but good luck to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's really great to see you guys came back from that tragic situation. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for giving us all the good news about comebacks and everything and good health and good spirits. That's the, the best way to put it. Good spirits. Well, I mean, that just happens. You put, you put me on my ass for a while and you have, have me do nothing but sit here and uh, think about it for a while. Well, I'm just going to boil over with piss and vinegar and be ready to go. And having a good wrestling family, having your back. Yeah, Uh, we've had we've had a ton of support for this whole thing, uh, which made it uh, so much easier to uh, just recover, focus on recovering. Mm -hmm. Well, I really do appreciate you two coming on. Thank you very much. 
Hey, thank you very much for having us again. It's always thank a pleasure, you. my man. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching on YouTube. Thank you everyone who's listening on the vast podcasting universe. Mm -hmm. Until next time, goodbye, good night, Vic out. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye.